Hey, this is Courtney James Clark from Jurassic World, and you're listening to Atomic Geekdom. like a JD level of enthusiasm. Come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> I see you. I see you. Let's go. Now, are you are you drunk? Really? Yeah. <laughs> um we got to do a drinking episode someday. All right, let's, let's JD can drink. <laughs> let's burn through the news real quick and then we can just talk. Um <coughs> Sorry. For what? I keep coughing. Oh. I think I'm dying. You stop that. Yes. Stop the dying. I guess. Stop the dying. I know. No dying allowed. Uh, some casting it's news. Casting news this week. Uh, I don't think Jenny will care, but Legends of Tomorrow has added a couple people. Pete, that's filming right now. They're. I think they finished the pilot, but they're, they're, that's going to be premiering in 2016 sometime, probably January, February, something like that. Uh, Peter Francis James is joining the cast as a character made up just for the show, Dr. Aldous Boardman. And his character is described at this this website's stupid. It says Vandal Savage was created for the character too, for the show too. Yeah. Okay, it's dumb. But okay, he's gonna real quick though before you go too far. What is the show? Because I I don't follow a lot of like the Marvel and the DC. So do you want sell the, it for me? The uh, this is DC. Uh, there, you go, there you go. Go ahead, hit her, hit her with it. <laughs> can I? Can I hit me? Take a second. This is spinning off of Flash and Arrow, so it's in that same universe. Um, the official synopsis. Is that what you want? Well, I just just explain to me why I would want to watch it. Because I, I don't know what it is. If, well, if somebody the basic... goes, if you watch this tomorrow show, I'd be like, I don't know what it's about. The so. very basic reason for watching it is it's the same universe as Arrow and Flash. That's, that's really basic, because those shows are so well done. Uh, this show should be just as good. But basically, it's going to deal with time traveling. It's going to deal with a big group of heroes so and villains. So these are working together. Bad guys and good guys are working together. And we're going to get a lot of cool, you know, DC Easter eggs. We're going to see Hawkgirl, Hawkman. Yep. We're going to see uh, more of the Atom. Uh, we're going to see a different version of Firestorm. I think that's been confirmed. I don't know if that's a spoiler for anybody. Um, the Jay Jackson version of Firestorm is why we don't have uh, Stephen Amell's cousin, Robbie Amell, back for the season. I don't know if you knew that yet, Tom. I did not. 
Well, that's according to some of the things I read. It's rumor right now. It's, I don't think it's been confirmed. But anyway, uh, Rory from Doctor Who plays Rip Hunter. Uh, you don't watch Doctor Who, but Rip Hunter is a time traveler. He's related to Booster Gold, who's another time traveler. We'll get to some Booster Gold news later. Uh, basically, they're running through time trying to stop Vandal Savage, who is one of the oldest, more ruthless villains in the DC universe. So it's kind of a big name that they got for TV. Uh, yeah. As far as a character goes, which, you know, it's not connected to the movie world. So I think it's kind of a big deal. And I don't know, it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I'm actually excited about this because it's something different. Yeah, yeah. And it actually, this is a great avenue to introduce all these different characters, too. So Right, right. Test them out, see if they work. And if they yeah, don't, you can I mean, just if, move if on. They work, if they work out, maybe we get a show that way. I mean, you know what I mean? Well, let's let's keep, let's take it easy. <laughs> the TV I mean, shows. I mean, shoot, I mean, well, we know. Well, you and I, we know the DC universe is all about TV on one side and all about the movies on the other side. They could make the whole universe all they want on the TV side, and I'll still be great with it. Yeah, they just can't. But use then Batman. I'll still go and I'll still go watch the movie side. But right. as long as they get the TV side, you know, get going. I mean, introduce different things. Shoot, give me something more to watch. I love it. Shoot, he says. Um, I'm filtering myself. <laughs> All right. He loves it. All right, Doc, do. Dr. Aldous Borman play, uh, being played by Peter Francis James. Character is described as a classics professor at St. Roche University who has mm-hmm. devoted his life to researching the story of Shayara, Hawkgirl, and Prince Khufu, uh, Hawkman. And their link to Vandal Savage. Professor Boardman is our team's only hope of finding Vandal and destroying him so they can return home. But when the legends learn a secret about Boardman, they insist on making him a part of their journey only to learn the kind of sacrifice it will take to save the world. Uh, so it looks like he's going to give up a lot to travel around time and all that junk. Uh, also joining the the already pretty action-packed cast of Legends of Tomorrow is Stephanie Corneliuson. She was on Mr. Robot. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, have not, I have not watched that yet, but I saw the picture of her and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, she will be playing. Let's see. I lost my, my page here. Uh, the Valentina Vostok. A gifted. That's, in- a, that's a made up character. No. It's an actual character. Really? Yep. A gifted and beautiful Soviet physicist who will stop at nothing to defend her precious motherland. When the legends encounter her at the height of the Cold War, they suspect her of working with Vandal Savage on a secret weapon. The Atom and Captain Cold must vie for Valentina's affection in an attempt to thaw her cold heart and find out where her allegiance truly lies before Mm. she completes her project and potentially turns the tide of the Cold War. That could be pretty funny. I love the thaw her cold heart. Yes. Uh, that makes that makes me want to root for her. Wait, she's a villain. No. Okay. Yeah, she's a villain. Um, so there's that. <laughs> All right, so that's casting news for Legends tomorrow. Um, we can talk real quick. We'll come back to this, this conversation, but uh, Tom Payne has been cast. British actor Tom Payne has been cast for The Walking Dead Season 6. I don't know who he is, but just looking at him in relation to the... Hold on, let me let me finish the headline. <laughs> let me finish the headline. <laughs> and then, no. then you can react so people know what you're talking about. Um, so Tom, Tom, Tom Payne, uh, not to be confused with Thomas Payne, 
uh, is going to be on Walking Dead this year, season six, as comic book fan favorite Paul Monroe, a.k.a. Jesus. I am so excited. I don't I don't care that it was him that they cast. I'm just excited that they're bringing in Jesus. He, you know, when you read a story, you always have your favorites. Like, like with The Walking Dead, I, I always loved Rick because he's the guy I want on my side. He's crazy. And the crazier he gets, the more I understand him. And I love him. I love Michonne because she's totally badass but you go through and there's always these characters and they're like your family out of all them the moment jesus got into the storyline hands down awesome like none of them can even stand up to him like if there was a fight between him and michonne which hopefully there never will be but he would win in a heartbeat he's that gnarly and he's so good he's like the best character on it and knowing he is now cast means he's going to be on the TV version, which makes me just smile like a little giddy girl. <laughs> just it's like you're doing a little dance right there. I, I'm totally, I'm just in my chair. Dance. I'm like, like my hands are going. I'm like trying not to clap and make noise. Like, like on your tippy toes. And Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, I, when I saw the photo though, I, I kind of know where Tom was going on it is I didn't really really see him oh i I totally see it well i think he i he looks too young to me well you you gotta let him grow out the facial hair and the hair and it'll that'll change everything yeah right it's it's all for me it was all in the eyes the eyes are perfect i think yeah for that character it was all in the eyes they definitely though will have to i don't know i was picturing somebody more in like mid-30s and this guy looks like he's early 20s but he does have that feel because that's the whole the whole joke. It's like, why do they call you Jesus? It's like, because I kind of look like Jesus. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, he's awesome. The character is just amazing. Um, so I'm I'm curious. I don't know much of his work. Do we know what else he's been in? Yeah, let me let me get to that in a second. Just real quick. Uh, Payne signed on for a recurring role in the series with an adoption an, an additional option to return the following season. So. Most likely he'll be back because his character, spoiler alert, is still alive on in the comic books. Hallelujah. <laughs> okay, take it easy. He, he's like, to all the women in that are like, oh, Daryl, you know, they, if they kill Daryl, we riot, all that. When it comes to the comic book, if they kill Jesus, I will totally riot. That will be like the deciding point if I'm going after Robert Kirkman and just going, Mr. Kirkman. Stop! It always Just makes me. Stop. It makes me laugh with all these women. Oh, if they kill Daryl, I love Daryl. Oh my God, Daryl! Is this the guy you actually envision yourself with? A, a really total redneck who just lives off the land, and you know, Tom. He's, Tom, let me I mean, let me give you a little seriously? insight on women. Let me give you a little insight on women. <laughs> women like a nice package to look at. But majority of women, hands down, is going to take the personality over the looks. Looks help. And he's not bad looking. Now, he's no Jason Moma, but he's not bad looking. But the problem, the the reason why women love him so much is because he's sentimental. And he's learning to be a good guy. He grew up in a bad... They want to fix him. And when he starts to be fixed they get very happy 
That's my understanding. I'm not a giant Daryl fan. I don't not like him. Um, I'm curious what would happen to the show if they actually did kill him off because that would be fascinating. Plus, he's the wild card because he's not a part of the comics, so they can do anything they want. But yeah, if if they if Kirkman the Killer takes out my Jesus in the comic book, I am. It's gonna be a rough day. That's it's funny because it's probably gonna happen. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's always gonna happen. Every time you turn yeah. around, like I don't know if you read what was it issue one forty four. Nope. Oh my god! I haven't read an issue in maybe a year at this point. I'm way behind. So you haven't even gotten to the whispers yet. No. Oh man, you are way behind, and the yeah. whisper storyline is. Did you get through All Out War? Nope. Yeah, I'm okay with being okay. that far behind in Walking Dead because like it's easy it's easy to catch up with that comic book. There you go. Yeah. And I just just yeah, I don't I don't buy them as they come out because that would just be way too expensive. Yeah, well, you can get the subscriptions too for the download. I download those ones, so mm. I that's not one I go out and buy. But you can get subscriptions where it ends up being like a dollar ninety nine each. And just so you know, Tom Payne is thirty two. He still looks super young. It's not uh, Hollywood young. He has been in a lot of, of course, British television, uh, something called Casualty, something called Waterloo Road. He's been on Skins, which I think every young British actor has been on Skins. Wuthering Heights, Beautiful People, the HBO show Luck. Uh, let's see here. Movies, he was in The Physician, The Inheritance, The Task, and Miss Pettigrew Lives for a Day. So there you go. Nothing, nothing huge. Until... Be interesting. I kind of like it. Um, <clears throat> so I had the whole, I, I kind of told you about this a little bit, Dave, already. I had a totally long, like hour long conversation with my brother on how much he hates Fear the Walking Dead. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And I, that was his biggest like awesomeness about the walking dead and I'll agree with him is when it started, there's a few characters that you had seen in other things, but they weren't really major characters. Like you knew Andrew Lincoln was from love. Actually, you've seen him before, but he's not some regularly know his name, but now he is that character. He's amazing. And everybody appreciates his skill now due to the show. But when he started it, he wasn't really a household name, but maybe this guy's going to be the same. Maybe this is going to be his, his launching point. I'd say Daryl is probably the most famous cast member out of the shoot. That and, uh, what's his name? The, um, uh, well, there were a couple of them had been in other things like, uh, what's her name that plays Andrea? She, she was in the mist and a couple other, right. But I would say the the boondock saints had bigger fame than I think all the rest of them. See, uh, the Boondock Saints, though, was always a cult classic. It wasn't, like, a mainstream classic. But I... You know what I mean. Like, it's... He's I, I he's probably it. the more popular actor. Well, more well-known than the rest of them uh, going in. But still not very mainstream at the same time. I uh, think that's what the... I think that's their Michael goal. Michael Brooker was they're, probably, like, their biggest name, yeah. I think. Right, and he, was was, and he say, wasn't even was a main say. cast member. Yeah, but I was going to say, Michael Rooker's probably the most recognizable name on the entire cast. I mean, from Walking one. Dead, yeah. Fear of the Walking Dead, everything. I mean, really. He's the only guy you've seen. You can actually say, I, oh, I remember him from this. 
other ones you have to think about. No, because like Michael nah. Cutlets has been in a Yeah, time. Michael Cutlets is everywhere. So you know, I, you know, I don't know. Tom doesn't even know who we're talking about. When we say Michael Cutlets, I assume. He's like, what? He's Abraham. <laughs> Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to Fear the Walking Dead after we're done with headlines. So let's real quick. Uh, Bruno Heller, the executive producer, showrunner type guy of the show Gotham, which had season two premiere on Monday, and I thought it was fan friggantastic. Really enjoyed the direction because it's all about the rise of the villains, and villains are awesome. So really cool to see. And I learned something today that the, the guy who plays Jim Gordon, the girl that plays uh, Lee and she's from Firefly and all that good stuff. They're actually a couple, and they're having a baby. had no idea that they were together in real life, (laughs) but good on you, buddy. Um, But yes, Bruno Heller from uh, Gotham confirms that the extremely popular villains from the New 52 version of Batman, the Court of Owls, will be coming to Gotham. They were Mm. created by Scott Snyder, the uber-genius working on that book, and he does all kinds of image books and just a stellar, stellar creative mind. Uh, created the Court of Owls being this the shadow cult that really pulls the strings behind Gotham's elite. And they've always been there. So it's kind of this cool underbelly that, that they could have always been there, but you just never saw them until now. And it's very cool history to these characters and to see them coming up on Gotham. I could totally see it coming as far as the show is built for that kind of thing. So... I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. He didn't say when. He wants to keep that a secret, but it's going to happen. So very exciting for Batman fans. And again, Gotham Season 2 started off with a pretty good bang. I I enjoyed it quite a bit. And it's probably the only article written by io9 where it was a positive review in like maybe the last six years. Yeah, they've they've been on a very pessimistic run lately. But I'm glad to hear, though, that because when Gotham came out, I was really excited for it. But I I think I've told you guys this before. I didn't make it through the season. I didn't like the show at all. I was bored. The only entertainment I had was trying to tally how many times they said Jim Gordon in a given episode. But um, I wanted it to be good. And to hear that it comes off of season two, I'm hoping they learned from the failures of season one. Cause I, I don't know too many people that were really excited by the end of season one. They, it has its fan base, but I, I hope this is like a second wind and they do well. Yeah. I mean, it back up. it's got its watchers. The ratings are pretty good for that show. Um, <laughs> be honest. I be honest. I have not watched any of season one. I'm going to have to go binge watch that. That's on Netflix my, right I, now. Uh, actually. However, I will say, my daughter, she watched last night's episode, and now she's been watching Monday. her season. Monday's episode, yeah. Or le- the last episode. Now she's going back to watch the first season. Yeah, that was on Mon- she, Monday. She loves it. She loves it. Yeah. The season debuted Monday, and then it's going to go up against Supergirl on the same time slot. So should be kind of crazy, but I think Gotham will be just fine. Both shows will do just fine. Um, Wesley Snipes wants to bring Blade back to Marvel. Well, Blade Blade is Blade's already back to Marvel. They got that back, but he wants to come back as Blade. Uh, here's some quotes from him. There's always a possibility, you know, it's in Marvel's hands. They're controlling the pace and the flow with that. Conversations have been good, so he's actually talked to Marvel. Uh, they see the value in it. We see the value in it. And then he said, I'm still in good enough shape and fit enough to handle the role. We'll see how it goes. I don't really know what's going to happen yet. And finally... 
That would be interesting. I mean, I know it's in the comic book. It would be uh, for Blade to interact with the MCU. It would be interesting to see where they would place him and where he would really fit in. Uh, he wouldn't. He's got to bite somebody, and I don't know who he's going to bite. He would fit in in the Netflix Marvel Universe. That's about it. Yeah. Um, I like the Blade character. I love the Blade movies. I enjoyed all of them, and Wesley Snipes did a pretty good job, but he's too old. There's been, I, From what I read, there was talk about Blade Daughter. That's the comic book right now. That's where they're talking about maybe moving this to. Yeah, that's the, com- that's, that's, that's the comic book right now. Yeah, and that's why he is now back in this conversation to maybe move that towards it where right. he'll, he'll, have a, he'll maybe have a cameo or something. But Yeah. Um, let's see. What are the headlines? Oh, Hugh Jackman. All, all you screaming fangirls, Hugh Jackman thinks Tom Hardy should be the next Wolverine, and if that happens, I'm not seeing another Wolverine movie ever again. There won't, there won't be another Wolverine movie, uh, from that, what I've read. It's going to happen, it's, Tom. Do you know how much money they make with that character? Yeah, but it's not going to happen for a while, because no. this next one is Old Man Wolverine. That's not confirmed that's yet, either. He so said it at con. He no, he didn't. Con. He joked about it. That's That's what it's going to be. Okay, I hope not. But uh, either way, he no, did. That's that's not gonna, confirmed. Like, okay, so all I know about Wolverine three is that they're diving into kind of that like father son relationship between Wolverine and Professor X. So they're gonna go in a little bit more of what makes Wolverine Wolverine. I here's my thing. It is a great franchise, but Hugh Jackman can't do it forever because Wolverine doesn't age. He still looks damn good. He gets some gray hairs. Yeah. So I get why it's got to stop. But if they, in five years after Wolverine 3, decide to cast a new Wolverine, I don't think it would be successful because there are certain roles that you... It's kind of like... This is a, a weird analogy, but it's really hard to replace Christopher Reeves as Superman. Like, sure. I know there's been... People do it, but Christopher Reeves will always be Superman. Hugh Jackman mm-hmm. will always be Wolverine. Yeah, yeah. And no, you're right. Although they'll try it, I don't think it will have the success because there's a nostalgia and there's a relationship that the viewers have with Hugh Jackman as him. So Here's actually some quotes from Hugh Jackman about the sequel, which comes out in 2017. Um, I'll be really honest with you. The actual script in its full form, we're up to about page 60. Obviously, there's a treatment, so it's not fully done yet. We're not fully there. Patrick Stewart does figure in it, that's for sure. I think it's a really important relationship, but I want to see signs of the quasi-father-son sort of relationship that has not been seen before, and signs of particularly Professor X that have not been seen before. So we have some really cool ideas. Um, and then he says, I feel like I've, I'm pushing harder than I've ever pushed before. I'm, I suppose the stakes just go up when you announce before your last season that this is your last season. You don't want one game to not be your best. Uh, he's comparing it to like a football player, or an athlete. People ask me, how are you going to be able to let it go? To me, the only way you can let it go is if you left blood every day on the studio floor. So yeah, they'll definitely, there's too much money for them to just drop that property altogether. And I don't think it'll be too long before we see it. Again, I you know maybe at the most five years, uh, in between. Who knows? Who knows for sure though. Uh, the Crow reboot may lose its director again. This is its second That's director. That's a horrible idea. Second director. I think that, really, I think that movie is it's tainted. Nobody wants it. 
nobody's I mean, nobody's done it right since the original. So it's like, uh, why? I mean, it's, it's almost like it's a haunting type thing. Oh, the crow! No, no, no! I don't want it. No, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I got it. No, I got it. You get it. No. I, I have to admit, I loved when the crow came out. Um, it, when I watch it now, it's definitely dated. Um, I remember yeah. it being way cooler when I saw it when I. I I think yeah, I was like I, in high school or something like that when it came out. I remember I absolutely loved it. I and I still love the storyline and I love the original crow, all the extra crows that they've done after it with different cast members and they like that total epic fail. The TV show. No, gosh, I, I just, I don't know. It's one of those that it's not needed and it would be really hard to pull it off. So the I think more I think we need having with it. The more it just pushes me away, going, "This is a horrible idea." I think we all need to get rid of the excuse of it's not needed because none of these reboots are needed, none of no. them. So no, I think it's not an excuse anymore. Like, <laughs> well, they all all of them at... could have potential. You know, they all could do well, and you know, like like a Dawn of the Dead type of thing, um, where you know it wasn't needed, but it was still cool. And well, maybe wasn't needed isn't the right terminology, but. Well, it's not just—it's not just you that say it. Other people say it. If you have a good idea and good execution, then cool, let's do it. But most of it isn't a good idea. It's not good execution, and you just got this steaming pile of crap. Yeah, but you never know what's going to be. I mean, we as viewers are never going to be sure of what's you know until it comes out, and we're like, oh, that was a waste of time. You know what I mean? Like, it's hard. A lot of things that you can kind of predict just because of the nature of it. Again, so. until you see the whole thing, though, it's hard to really say. Like, because the, the press and the way the media is handled, sometimes it's taken out of context. This trailer made the movie look totally different than what it was, you know? Or, like we were talking about before, this artwork made this show look stupid. And it actually was pretty good. What Fox did when they advertised Firefly killed the show. Like, it, the advertising was terrible for that show before. And that was the studio's fault. So, um, I just, I don't know. I... I don't want to argue about reboots. <laughs> well, it's an ongoing one, but I just, I, yeah, I don't know. There's actually a difference. I mean, everybody wants to want to see something different, but at the same time, you don't. But it's all about what the viewer wants. You know what I mean? Well, no, it's not about what the viewer wants. It's what the viewer will pay to see. Exactly. Not about, not even they, about what they want. That's, that's where these studios are making money for. Right. Because I mean, you look at pay, who's going to pay to see this. Look at the TV oh, lineup this fall. This. Look we at don't the care about it. We'll pay to see it. We don't care about it. Yeah. You when you look, I mean? when you look at the TV lineup this fall, how many of those shows are based off of movies from like seven years ago? There's a lot of them. Like we more. can have this conversation can go in circles because there has been some successes, but in comparison of success to failures, it's a huge, drastic difference. Well, there are very slim successes with mountains of epic failures. You could put that with book oh, adaptations. Uh, you could put that with book adaptations, but they're not going to stop that anytime soon either. And um, well, that one's a little bit different, just for the fact that nobody has ever watched a movie and went, "That's better than the book." Because books have a whole different know. feel to them, you know? No, yeah. no. It's rare, but they also say that that was good compared to the book. Like, I mean, you know you know what I'm saying. Like, it's a, it's, it's a similar conversation. Um, 
All right, let's move on. The first, like, five minutes of the season premiere of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was released today. I got to watch it, and looks pretty cool. Uh, I didn't. I did not get to see it yet. Uh, looks looks very cool, and they have some cool tech. The the the, the shield agents do, uh, and that premieres next week. So that'll be sweet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, let me just double check here. I think I am done with headlines. And real quick, one more plug. You have two days. Saturday is the last day, uh, depending on when you listen to this, of course. Uh, to enter our Entertainment Earth exclusive giveaway. We're giving away a highly valued uh, set of Marvel Legends Guardians of the Galaxy action figures. You're not getting just Star-Lord. You're getting the whole team. Star-Lord, Groot, Rocket Raccoon, Drax, and Gamora. All of them. And there's all kinds of cool little accessories and fun stuff. And it's never been opened. And it's you can only get this at Entertainment Earth. Can't find it anywhere else. You could get it for how much, Tom? Shit, I want that. Um, it's free. <laughs> it's free. Thank you for oh. swearing, too. <laughs> oh, where is the curse jar, Tom? Because that was oh, an epic, I want that. epic display I want of that. It. I'm mad at you because I can't get it. <laughs> you can buy it. There's a link in the post on their oh, website no, to go buy it. No. Um, I want it. Really easy to do. Go to the website. It's the banner right at the top of the page. Click the banner. It tells you how to win. Very simple. Follow us on Twitter retweet the tweet that is inside the post. All you gotta do is click on the little like the little post, the Twitter post takes you right to Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, you retweet that. Make sure you follow us at Atomic Kingdom. You're entered to win. And we announced that Saturday night. So somebody on Saturday is going to win a very cool, highly valued. Trust me when I say this is a three digit cost type of deal. Um, I want it. Oh dude. When I got it and opened the box, I wanted it. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, Saturday, September 26th at 7 p.m. Eastern, and you do not have to be in the U.S. to qualify. You don't have to pay for anything. Again, shipping, nothing. We'll take care of all of it. So, that's how you enter. Go do it now-ish. Now. You're making me mad, because I want this. You can't have it. Oh, Tom's oh. going to make like a, a fake Twitter account just so he can apply for it. And he'll give like a, a random like his his aunt's shipping address or something. Yeah, he's going to have Jenny. to really trick me because I have his Jenny. address. Jenny. Did, I, did I just rat you out? I'm sorry. God, come on, Jimmy. <laughs> I was oh. trying to help you earlier. Ah. We can, we can, <laughs> one more thing we can discuss. And again, this might leave, leave Jenny, Jenny out a little bit. Uh, Warner Brothers, there's rumors they're developing Blue Beetle and Booster Gold movie. I love it. I love it. I heard the rumors. Nathan, Nathan what is Blue? What is Blue Beetle and Booster whatever? Booster Gold is a time track. He's from the future. He's very sarcastic, very funny, very... Uh, it, <laughs> they're pitching the movie to be a superhero buddy cop movie, which is who perfect. Who would you cast? Which is the- perfect for those two characters. Dave, who would you cast in this movie? I don't know. Uh, well, Nathan Fillion's, Nathan, he's too Nathan, old. Nathan Fillion is already cast for... He's not. Rumored, he's rumored, not. <laughs> rumored for Booster. Who would you, who would you cast? I don't know. I'd have to, I'd have to think about it. it oh, would, come on. Nathan dude. Fillion's too old for Booster Gold. Booster Gold's a young dude. We gotta, we gotta move on from casting Nathan Fillion as our favorite comic book heroes. We all love yeah. him. We all love him. Yeah, he's but, great. But it's it's it's. Uh, we're moving on. 
Wow. <laughs> wow. You guys are funny. I don't know what just <laughs> happened. <laughs> I was moving on. Oh, okay. This is my own personal move on. Jenny Guillermo del Toro is still hopeful about Pacific Rim 2. I know. I, it, right oh. now, I saw the thing last week where it's on hold indefinitely. Yeah, it's done. Done. I, I Doom and gloom time. I love, I love <laughs> it's done. Pacific Rim. It's done. It made I me... Love, I, I actually like the first one. So it I was made me feel for... like I was freaking five years old again. I walked out of the theater clapping my hands going, that was awesome because it's fun. I mean, it's silly and you, if you really want to analyze it, there's a lot of flaws in it, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when you go to a movie for something like that, especially robots versus monsters, then you want <laughs> you to know that it's it. fun. I get it, though, because when they said they were going to do Pacific Rim 2, I'm like, what are they going to do? They closed the portal. Oh, so, sorry. Spoiler alert. Um, they're, we're about to go mess that portal up. That's, well, here's that's, the thing. Like, what are they going to do? If, what happens to the to the the fighters now that they don't have to fight? Do they get to take the walls down? Do they rebuild the cities? Do they become like it? Just it seemed too focused on probably <laughs> drama instead of monsters versus robots. So I get it. I except I also love everything Guillermo del Toro does. So I. I want to. Well, he's just got so much style to him. Even when they're like bad storylines, there's such a style to them that you can almost excuse excuse a bad storyline. But I get it. I wasn't like incredibly heartbroken when I heard that, but I I still I wish it would happen, but I, yeah, it's never going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. It'll be no, you know, it it Pacific it's, Rim Two. We about to bring it to your rim. I, wow. you know what, too though, just on that factor though, I don't want him focusing on Pacific Rim two. I want him no. focusing on Hellboy three because Hellboy oh. is supposed to be. No. A really- I want I want him focusing on Justice League Dark. <laughs> I would I would <laughs> like that better. That. Yeah, I would like that better. Um, oh man, Hellboy three Hellboy three is supposed to happen. Like he. No, there's a storyline to it because it was a three piece story and they've only gotten through the second part. There's a whole part of the story we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and I understand that. But I've I've heard I've read that nobody wants that to happen. Well, the studio, it, it takes a lot of money. Plus, they you know, a lot of it's practical effects, not CGI effects, which definitely adds to the budget. And they're not sure because from my understanding of the articles I've read, they're not sure this far after Hellboy 2 if they would have a large enough fan base to pull them in to actually make it a profitable movie because it would take a lot of money to make. Um, yeah. All right, real quick. We brought up Justice League uh, Dark. I want to jump real quick to Zack Snyder talking about Batman vs. Superman. Uh, was it like two weeks ago or a week ago we said that it was confirmed that Man, uh, Batman vs. Superman is going to have a lot of Batman in it. Probably more so than Superman, it was confirmed. Now this is what Zack Snyder says. The uh, Batman rules. Quiet. I think, in a way, Batman v Superman is Man of Steel too. Uh, Justice League is kind of the transcendent Knights of the Round Table of the story. It'd be interesting to think about what a standalone movie might be. Uh, if Batman is the pro- one of the prominent character, more prominent character than Superman, how is this a sequel to Man of Steel 2? Anyway, 
Uh, this this quote concerns me greatly about the DCEU, they call it, the cinema cinematic universe. Zack Snyder talks about the two Justice League films he's, he's going to be m- making after this movie. Quote, we really have to figure out the why of them, and I think that we have. So they don't even know why the Justice League movie, like, so they don't know the plot yet of the Justice League movies. That's what they're saying. If you're planning out all these movies and they're supposed to be connected, you need to know that already. Okay, I'm the only one that thinks that. <laughs> I you I'm, look at you look at Marvel I'm, and I'm that sitting here th- I'm sitting here thinking about it and it's uh, ah why what oh sorry uh, I'm I'm mad now I'm mad. Well, it just doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't you have thought none. that far ahead? It, it, yeah, none. Anyway, I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. All right. I I just figured that would stir some ire with with people, it, but it makes me mad because you know, going to go Batman. This is this is a, a Man of Steel would have been sequel, but now Batman and you don't know what you're doing now. Just call it an now independent you, movie. Now, now from, you don't even know what you're doing going forward. Right, you don't know what you're building and towards, you, and you've already casted casted certain characters to play. Now you don't have a clue. I remember I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna hit you back. I told you, Kevin Feige had his shit together. Tom, <laughs> I said Marvel had their stuff together. This is why DC is not going to even compete. Marvel was sitting there just looking at this going, oh, now, uh, oh, let's rewrite this and let's make this seem better because uh, we're just better. The, the problem is, for me, Marvel was building towards something and they knew what they were building towards. DC is building towards something. What was exciting is we thought we knew where they were going, but now they, Zack Snyder, clearly, they don't know. They don't. I mean, we How can you they, build towards they something? They could have been going... Yeah, they were. They were. They were in the direction, and it was like a buoy just ran by. Maybe, you know, maybe I, the quote is taken out of context. Who knows? Well, here's here's my two cents, and it may or may not have anything to do with that quote, though. I kind of like it that it's all one continuous story. Like, no, that's what we're saying. That's what we want. Well, yeah, but there's been so much critiquing over it, and. You guys know my opinion with Justice League. I, I don't think it's going to be a success. I think that movie's going to be an epic fail. I hope I'm wrong. And if I am, then awesome. Like, well, this let's, is one of those chances I hope I'm not. Let's but, make it clear that it'll be a success. It's going to make a crap ton oh, of money. Crap ton you mean, money. is it going to be good? Well, it will make money. I'm not saying that it won't make money, but it's not right. going to be something where everybody who's a fan goes sees it and then it gets contagious and everybody else starts seeing it. It's not going to be like a guardians of the galaxy where it just mm. racks up money. I I think you're wrong. I there. hope I'm, I, I hope I'm wrong. I, it's going to bring a lot of people out because of the whole Joker, Harley Quinn. People love those characters. So it's going to make money. Wait, what are you talking? Are you talking wrong. about suicide squad? Suicide squad. What did I say? Your justice league. Justice league. Yeah. I'm on the wrong start. Yeah. I'm talking suicide squad. Justice league. I have no nothing on that one, but the problem it, it, it see, has to continue the story though. Like if they don't continue the story and they break off onto something totally new, it's going to feel like the Captain America stories. I think. 
which I'm not a huge fan of. They're good. Well, those movies. those oh. even tie into the overall arc of that whole universe. Those are those, those at are least. So, oh, they play in so well. Right, right. What, what what's happening here? I don't know. If this is getting lost in the translation, Jenny. They're building a universe with with Nana Steel started it. Batman v Superman will continue it, and then so on. Su- Suicide Squad and all the rest of them are all part of it. They're right. building towards Justice League, like like Marvel built towards the Avengers. Um, and it was all one continuous build, knowing where they're going to get to in the Avengers, right? Marvel? Yep. Jenny? Following me? Yeah. Doesn't sound like it. <laughs> like, they had, a, they had a vision in mind of where they wanted to go. They had a goal and a, and a, and a story set into mind of what they were building towards with this big movie. Which is what they, you know, I feel like... You know, in their own way, DC should be doing with Justice League. They don't have to copy Marvel, obviously. They should well, do it their own they way. Are, though, because we don't, I mean, all we have right now is what we know of Batman versus Superman, what we know of uh, Man of Steel. But, what, but what's shocking is what he said about Justice League, where they don't know. They, they, he says they just figured out the why. You should have known that before you made Batman v Superman. Or you know, well, at least really, part, at least part way through it, when you announce the release date of Jurassic or of uh, Jurassic of Justice well, League, right there's the problem. Though I hate that they've got the next five years planned out of superhero movies. I know I'm probably a minority in that one, but it doesn't get me excited about superhero movies because I know there's going to be another one. Uh, but anyway, what? what what I'm saying though is I I don't see it being an issue because they're moving in so. Man of Steel moves into Batman versus Superman. Uh, Suicide Squad is supposed to take place in between the two, right? Right. Something like that. So that could be one whole story arc. And then when they're done with that, you've got characters established and you can bring in another storyline. They, It's kind of like what they did with the X-Men. And some people love the X-Men, some people hate it. But. I think I think you're getting confused on what we're talking about, so I think we're going to move on, because this isn't the same conversation. We're, not, we're having a different conversation, each of us. See, Jenny, Jenny, um, you, could, you could equate this uh, to the strain. You like the initial characters. I mean, if, 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 if the strain first season was a movie, who would you like to see come into the second movie? This is a weird... I don't I know. know. I, I don't know how this. Worried. I don't know how this is connected <laughs> at all. Um, let's move on. Let's don't move on. <laughs> either, okay. Yeah. Let's, I just go on a whole tangent on that one. Let's move forward. Um, it's just a surprising quote from Zack Snyder. Is really all the reason I brought it up. Um, okay. So Jurassic Park. Just a little bit of, of brief tidbits about what the sequel might be for Jurassic World. Uh, the the director Colin Trevorrow revealed that the idea for Jurassic World he got from an Al- Ian Malcolm quote from Jurassic Park. Uh, it was, you stood on the shoulders of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you knew it, uh, even before you even knew what you had, you patented it, you packaged it, and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and now you want to sell it. That's how he, he visioned the, new, the movie. He based it off of that quote, and it makes sense. That's what the movie was. Uh, the second one to to Colin Trevorrow, which he's going to be a producer of. He's not directing it or the writer. I think he's the writer of because um, I think he's doing Star Wars Episode Eight, something like that. I don't know something. Yeah, eight, nine, twenty. I don't know. Um, what does he say? Hid that that quote is still from Jurassic Park, but it's um, a different quote. It was dinosaurs and man separated by sixty five million years of evolution have been thrown back into the mix together. How can we know what to expect? So I think. 
what we're going to get from Jurassic World 2 is dinosaurs um, in the city or something crazy, like, similar to that. Um, I don't know. I think it'll be good. Uh, the first Jurassic World was amazing. I, I really enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun seeing it. So, there. That's, uh... Oh, and one more for Jenny. Jason Momoa hints that his Aquaman costume will be more traditional. That's good. Are they going to put him in green? Uh, doesn't he green and orange? Doesn't say that yet. Oh, I uh, one more thing. This is for JD. I forgot this happened today. Prometheus 2 has the title. I uh, saw that. Alien Paradise Lost is the name of Prometheus 2. Really, Scott's out promoting The Martian, and he got asked about Prometheus, and that's what he said. Alien, colon, Paradise Lost. So, there you go. There it is. All right, Jenny, take us down the Fear the Walking Dead controversy. Oh, okay. So, the conversation I was having, one being on, I <coughs> saw somebody on Facebook, one of my friends, talking about. Whoa. Is people a fan of Fear the Walking Dead? And a lot of people, it was an even split. Some people. Half of the people who commented on it hated it. The other half absolutely loved it. So I I comment on it and I'm like, I'm enjoying it. I, I think it's great development and and I'll I'll stand by that. I really like where they're going. It has flaws and I can I can nitpick about it, but I it's entertaining. I like it. I don't really I can't compare it to I like it more than The Walking Dead because they're two different animals. But I have this conversation with my brother and he's like I've been hesitate to have this this conversation with you because I hate Fear the Walking Dead. And I'm like, why? And he's like, he goes, they gave us a, tw- a teaser who where they've got newscasts over the, and you're trying to figure out what's going on. And there's sort of this, this mayhem that you feel is coming. He goes, and they basically did this really lame riot where, and understanding a riot in LA is pretty ridiculous anyways, because they, they've happened before and people go crazy. He goes, but people are on cars and they're, you know, go cheering and like throwing things through window next to a walker eating somebody. He goes, I don't care what riot you're in. You're not going to be like standing on the car, having the greatest time <laughs> of your life rioting when there's somebody's eating somebody next to you. And I'm like, so my argument was maybe it's bath salt, you know, maybe they just thought it was cracked. He's like, Nobody in a riot is going to do that. And then his next his next thing is he's like, they start talking about, you know, kind of what's going on. And they start discovering that this is messed up. And there was some good scenes. He goes, but then it just stopped and it moved to the military. It's like the power went out. Why would the power go out? And why would the power go out after only a couple days? Like. Did it spread that fast? Why didn't they show it spreading that fast? Oh, uneducated. Um, and so he's like, Easy, it's her brother. <laughs> I know. Well, I know. it's a good point, though, because I see, I loved it. And he goes, and I, he hates the fact that it's in LA. I'm like, I love the fact that it's in LA because you see weird stuff around here all the time. And getting out of situations in this given thing is a whole nother subject. But they. I, I can see where they're going with it. I I like that they've got the military involved just for the fact that there's a couple little Easter eggs in The Walking Dead in two different things. One with Shane, one with the governor. They want nothing to do with the military, which hints that there's something big that happened when this all started with the military. Right, because they know. We, we're living through Rick's eyes. We don't know what happened, and they right. know. 
Right. Because, I mean, there's the one scene in, what was it, season three or four, where there was the helicopter that went down. There was the the mili- the soldier that could have lived, and the govern- governor just walked up and shot him, and he's just like, I hate the military, you know, or something of that nature. So i'm hoping they're going to show that and actually explain that part well part of that was also i think it was just the governor was twisted and crazy well he is yeah right but there there's always this overtone of you know even when they were in the cdc there was a whole thing about it as well like they didn't dive in but there were there's been little hints through the walking dead and i'm wondering if they're going that direction as the explanation but the one thing i can agree with you on or agree with my brother on is why don't they have more broadcast stuff? You there's, know, no, like, there's, there's no power. There were power when the when the riots started. There were power when the guy got shot on the freeway. I feel like we watched a lot of stuff. Like the kids had their cell phones out, and we were, they were seeing all kinds of stuff that was happening. I don't know. I, I just I I agreed with him on that part. I thought they could have went a little more. But it's fascinating to like go through like the comments like the the post just says does anybody watch fear the walking dead i'm on episode two and i'm not sure what i think of it yet and then there's like keep watching and she goes so it gets better i'm having a hard time getting into it i've watched the walking dead faithfully and then they're like i um yep it gets better lady said the same thing just need to get going and it will and she goes i'll watch the next episode and it goes on and on and then it goes i i've watched the first two episodes and it's okay right now i like it but i don't know what once the little i don't know if i will once they're surviving the civilization breakdown and it goes on and it everybody's like you know it's it's too slow i like the the drug son but that's not and then and then she's like basically yeah i just watched episode three i'm still not digging it and so it's like episode three was so good every other post is like oh i love it oh i hate it oh i love it oh i hate it so and there was i i can't remember where i read it but it's not doing well in the ratings. Like it's, it's got pretty low ratings. So it, it's weird. I don't know what's going to, going to happen. I like it though. I, I, I'm really digging it. Uh, well, I think as far as ratings go, uh, the season premiere attracted 10.1 million viewers. Um, yeah, that's, I mean, again, that's just the premiere, but well, the premiere. Yeah. But if you will look at, episode to episode it's right been, i know i know i was i was going somewhere with that but never mind <laughs> oh, sorry <laughs> that's okay um so yeah uh okay yeah i don't know i'm enjoying fearing the walk to dead i like it a lot and i will continue to watch it and i think it's gonna i don't know i, I like it actually right now i like it better than uh walking the walking dead like the the last couple seasons of the walking dead i think this has been better but again it's not the full season so i gotta give it time to see what they do to lead up to, you know, their already approved second season. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. There's two episodes left. Yep. Yep. And then we get into the walking dead. Yeah. And then we get some real shit. Tom. What? <laughs> oh, is that a, what? The oh, curse jar is going to be uh, rolling in Dota night. Uh, remember when before fear the walking dead came out, they all thought it was called cobalt. Right, that's the next episode name. That's the episode name, yeah. (laughs) Fooled you. Uh, Yeah, so, okay, cool. Can we we talk a little bit about the stream? Because there's only two episodes Uh, of that left. A little bit. I'm pretty far behind, though. Oh, Jimmy, 
please. How far are you behind now, Tom? I'm uh, I'm caught up. Are you yay or nay this season? Um, I'm I'm kind of mixed. There there has been some things that I liked, but I didn't like. But I'm kind of having okay. that every I'm other okay. episode I like. The, Are you kind of in that same? This last episode with the uh, bend over and uh, I was like, what pineapple. are you doing? I mean, what are you doing here? Yep. Don't know what you're talking about. And, <laughs> a, lot of, and a lot of people were like, ah, that's not going to go. That's not going to go well. Well, I was like, okay. So without, you know, you know what I'm such. talking about. You know, what I'm they, talking about. They, a lot has happened this season. Okay. So, you know, there's the whole F is trying to get the word out, trying to get yeah. a way to stop it medically wise. So that's a that's a part of it. But they've yeah. almost forgotten about that because then it's become the world, you know, against uh, I not I course. Um, oh, gosh, what's the rich guy? I suck with names. Anyways, uh, the rich guy. It's been it's become just the we have to kill him. And. There's been great episodes, but then there's been episodes, too, that I'm just like, yawn. And then the part that I'm most frustrated about is they bring in the best character from the books. And if you tally up everything you've seen of him, he's maybe been in 10 minutes. I know. You know? And that dude was a badass. I was I was wanting to see what he did. Yeah, he... Then there's so much potential there, but then, like, I actually liked the last episode. The last episode had some gnarly, intense scenes. Just the, it, it was good. Uh, Io Nine had a whole article where they thought it was horrible and it was cliche and like, you know, it, it pushed the envelope. Well, yeah, but it was also very predictable. Like, let's take every taboo thing we kind of throw into an episode. Which buddy of mine, it's buddy, fine. It's buddy, kind of the nature of that buddy, show, though. A buddy of mine, he watches. It, he's like, that that German vampire, that Joker can run. He runs. He runs every time. He just keeps running. He gets shot at. He's shot at. He just keeps running. <laughs> I the the guy who plays Icor. He is awesome, dude. Is phenomenal. I'm telling you, I, I'm I'm getting even mad credit. Yeah, I, he's not my favorite character, but because of how he's acted, yes, yes. he's he's up there. He's, he's I, I'm, really I'm totally on with you. I, I, I agree could, with you 100%. I could take or leave the Dutch character. She's not in I the book. I love Dutch. But, I do. I love Dutch. Um, I like Bet's character. I think it's okay. And I can't stand F though. I didn't like him in the book either. It's just a character I don't like, but I really don't like the way that that character is being acted. And that's just my honest opinion. I I uh, can't I can't agree with you because I don't know what you. I, but think, I like what I see. I like. What I, I think I see. out of the whole cast, though, obviously, I course the the Nazi oh. vampire is by far the best acted, Dude, and I really he's killing it. I really, really like what they're doing with the Gus character. Because Gus, Gus has a pretty big role in the books, but you I, know, it wasn't like I my favorite. I haven't read the and books. He, I haven't read the books. I like him, but, but you don't like him. And I like what they're doing with him. And I think the actor is really pulling off that feel where you don't fully trust him, but you like him. 
I haven't read the books, but I'm looking forward to see what he's going to do with because he knows that dude right beside him. Yeah, he's he's paired up with Quinlan. Oh, oh, Quinlan. Quinlan's going to tear some shit up. That's Tom! (laughs) Dude, you you, you haven't watched. Quinlan is a badass. Tom, I'm yelling at you for swearing. (laughs) Dropped all the... Jenny knows knows I'm not wrong. That you're swearing? No, she she knows you're not wrong because you're swearing. Because everyone can hear you swear. They love me swearing. Okay. Yeah, Tom, I love you swearing too because it makes me laugh every time. So yeah, Dave, you should definitely get caught up. I'm just throwing out the disclaimer that if you run into an episode that you're like, yeah, just stick around because the next episode's usually pretty good. Um, I've been, I just, the comic books just wrapped up. They just released the very last graphic novel for The Strain. And I think they did a great job with it. It's not exactly like the book and the show's not exactly like the book. So there are three different universes that all coexist with harmony. But, um, this one season one was so close to both the book and the comics that there were parallels that were awesome. This one's not so much. There's a few things that you can kind of go, Oh, that looks just like the book, or that's exactly how I pictured it in the book. I'm not seeing that this season, which makes me a little sad, but um, I also know it's the big setup. Cause I know Guillermo del Toro was talking about, they were splitting book two into two seasons. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the action is probably going to happen next season. So I'm trying to be patient. But it's still good. I mean, it's totally fun. I mean, it's exactly what you want from a horror genre television show. But they need more Quinlan. Um, more Quinlan. More. <laughs> so the other shows that debuted this week, there's a bunch of new shows that debuted. I've watched uh, two and a half of them. I'm halfway through Limitless right now. It's it's okay so far. Um of course, based on the Bradley Cooper film, uh, he's a producer of the TV show. I watched Minority Report based on the the Tom Cruise film of the same title. They actually reference it quite a few times at the beginning, and I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. More than I thought I would. So that means it's going to get canceled. And I also watched the two-hour premiere of Scream Queens, and I wish I hadn't. Y'all, you didn't like it? Really? I hated it. Oh, my kids are going nuts about this. It was the dumbest, dumbest thing ever. so great. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I tried, JD. I'm sorry, I tried. I know he likes it. They were telling me, if you have have a chance to watch some shows, watch this show. Both of them. Mm -hmm. 20 and 16. Both of them. Tell me. There's a scene that... This girl is being killed by the killer. She's texting him to not kill her. Like, she's texting him, don't kill me. <laughs> I can't speak on it because I haven't watched it. It's it's so stupid. Isn't I mean, though, it, it's a commentary. It's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a satire on society and how stupid people are. And that, that's true because I can probably see somebody being killed and trying to tweet, mm. a, tweet about it. And because she does tweet about getting killed and please help me. And she actually gets stabbed a second time. And you think she's dead. Oh. She, she didn't get the tweet out. This is Ariana Grande's character. And she didn't get the tweet out before she died. And all of a sudden, I don't know where she pops up, hits enter, and then dies again. 
Ariana Grande. I don't, don't really care. I said the first name right, and that's all I care. There well, you go. Here's, here's a question. Did either of you guys watch <laughs> The Bastard Executioner? Uh, I did not. I have it. Nope. I have it. I have it. You said it was bad, so I don't know if I'm going to watch it or not. I, I, this is one of those shows that when I saw it and I started watching the ads and the, I'm like, this looks like it's going to be beautiful because, and it's got a lot to live up to because you've got shows like Game of Thrones and you've got shows like Vikings that are just gorgeous cinematography, cine, cinematography, and if I can Kurt talk. Sutter. Kurt Sutter. And, and, and Kurt Sutter. And I mean, he also has, you know, pros and cons to him, but all in all, I like what he does. So I was excited for it. I watched the first episode, and this is just my review without giving any spoilers of what happened. It's, it looks very amateur, and I was so distracted by the way it was produced that I didn't really pay attention to the storyline that much. I understood what was going on, but I wasn't really developed into it for the fact that they're... they're they try to do accents, but the their accents don't stay consistent. And then it doesn't look like anybody adjusted the color before before actually broadcasting it. So all the color looks very video camera-ish. And there's scenes where it's like shaky cam, but there's no reason for it to be shaky cam. So it just looks like somebody might have had a camcorder walking around filming something. Um, then they, they do this weird thing, like at the commercials, where they fade to black and white, like... It's almost like a really cheesy sitcom. Like you want somebody like having that shock factor and then they, you know, you go, and then it goes black and white. They do that at every commercial break and it makes no sense. So I watched it and I'm like, okay, it's the pilot. Oh, they had like bad CGI dragons in it. It very, very low budget production. And I, I go, I I don't know. I I understood what was going on in the storyline, and I'm like, okay, the storyline has potential. But I get to the second episode, and I don't know. It's I'm hoping it's just trying to find its ground to stand on because it has potential, like I said. But I wasn't a huge huge fan of it. It just needs a better cinematographer and better direction. Hmm. That's my two cents. So you should watch it, though, Dave. Watch it and then give me your review because I'm curious if I'm the only one seeing it this way. All right. I, yeah, I still have it, so I can watch it, but we'll see. Uh, Tom bailed, didn't say anything, so I assume he had to go. And it's about an hour anyways, so I think we can call it a show. All righty. So. It's been uh, fun. We'll see yeah. what, uh, what happens this week in the crazy world of geek <laughs> stuff. Of, of the world. The crazy world of the world. Yep. Alright. See you guys later.